Hello, everyone. This is a Donoram Monologue Podcast. I am your host, Bo, and today, as always, we will be discussing the viability and importance of video games as an artistic medium, and also that they're just wicked cool. And right now, you're probably seeing a lot in the news about nurses and what nurses go through and what a nurse does. Obviously, we're going through a time when nurses are very much needed. And if you're interested in learning more about nursing, achieving a higher education there, insight into what a life is like as a nurse, then we strongly suggest you check out Ashley Luann K on YouTube. You can find a link to her channel at rallynetwork.net or by searching Ashley Luann K on YouTube really feel like we're in the back nine of this. I really do. Um, I, I Here in Indiana, I know our shelter at home, I think, ends at the end of this week. And a lot of people are very excited about that. A lot of people are extremely excited about that. I really, I am so excited for what that means for other people, but man, I'm going to miss them all this time with video games and books. I really am. I could, I could see if this is going to the end of May, but I know that other people are absolutely desperate to get out of their homes and away from their families and i mean tensions are running (laughs) i mean tensions are running high even amongst my own family so i get it um we love each other to death very loving home but we are uh we need to get around some other people soon i do understand that i appreciate that but we've had plenty of time and we've had a good time with it haven't we um for those of us who were able to, for those of us whose biggest problem was we were stuck at home, we've had a great time. Video games, uh, reading books. Uh, I haven't actually watched any movies. I haven't found the time to watch movies. Uh, books and video games have been consuming everything. But I've also been reminiscing with people. When I do talk to people, we because there's nothing new to talk about. You know, there's no... <laughs> We can't talk about anything new. I know um, if I'm talking to the boys and Donneron, there's plenty of new to talk about. We are growing in big and exciting ways, and that's awesome. Uh, a lot of the stuff I didn't think would happen within a year. And uh, we're just we're just a, you know, a few miles north of a year here at Donneron, and we're really, really making some progress. Uh, and i got to tell you, folks, if I had it my way, I wouldn't go back to work uh, this coming Monday. I would just... I would just... Uh, slide on over at Saturday, the day after the shelter at home order ends and start casting and never look back. Um, but I will, I will go over and start doing podcasts. And is that what you, is that the verb for, uh, pod for doing a podcast, casting, podcasting? Uh, let me know someone. Um, Adam, if you're editing this and you hear that next time you see me, let me know. Um, and don't cut that out either. Uh, banter is so important to a podcast, and it's been absent, so that's that's our banter for this time. Anyway, uh, I've been reminiscing a lot, and one of the things I'm doing is because um, every, it, it's a curse for everyone. The memory of our early lives, other than huge shiny moments, are, are pretty hazy. So some of the times when I am uh, a little hazy on exactly what happened, I ask my mother, because my mother has a much better memory of my childhood than I do. Um, I think that's just natural for anyone. And uh, this helps both me and her. She loves to talk about when I was little um, and how great of a mother she was. She was. She was a darling mother. So um, one of the things I talked to her about was uh, the first time I got my own video game system. I had been gifted an NES, a Nintendo Entertainment System, at Christmas by uh, a very nice cousin who didn't want theirs anymore. Uh, they were too old to play it. This was still when you could outgrow video games in the 80s, uh, or very, very early 90s. Um, but, yeah, um, 
so that was the first one I had. But the first one I actually got for myself was a Sega Genesis. Uh, I grew up uh, Roman Catholic. I am no longer Roman Catholic, though I do not uh, hate the church. Um, still good friends with a lot of people that were. But anyway, um, there is a ritual, a tradition, a celebration in the Catholic Church of when a child takes their first communion. Uh, Holy Communion, of course. Um, and this is not a religious podcast, so don't freak out. I'm just letting you know some background here. You go and do the, uh, you go and you take the uh, the bread and the wine, and you um, and I, I don't know if it's real wine or not. Just chill out. I don't know. Um, anyway, like I said, I'm not anymore, but I'm not going to uh, publicly bash them either. Anyway, this is a huge deal when you grow up Catholic, and I had a huge Catholic family, and they all showed up. Have I have a huge Catholic family? I just did then too. And they all showed up, and they gave me a ton of money, man. Like, I mean, you know, like, if everyone at a party of, like, 20 people is giving you five bucks, you're coming out ahead. And, I mean, some people were a little more than five. Very few people were less. I mean, I didn't realize that it was... I made out better than my birthdays. I I, I distinctly remember, because my father was building our house. We actually lived in a, uh, in a trailer. Um, so, there you go. If you grew up in a house, you're better than me. Congratulations. Um... And my father was actually building our house with, our bare, with his bare hands, so your dad probably didn't do that, so I'm better than you now. Uh, see, that's the circle of life, people. It just it comes and it goes. Uh, the um, So anyway, he was building our house, like literally building it. Of course, he had contractors come over to do like electricity and stuff, but for the most part, this dude was out there doing it. Like He lost so much weight. He was working like five hours before he went into work at his extremely hard job, and probably about three after he got home. And I wasn't old enough to really help. I was just old enough to get in his way. And God bless his infinite patience. Because he was just so... I remember him being so fun through that. Man, that's a good memory of my dad. I didn't even expect this to go there. Anyway, back to video games. Because that's what we talk about on this channel. Um, because we're the... Uh, we're different. You know, we, we like... game. We're gamers. This is, a, this is a gamer channel. We're that guy that has a lot of Reddit karma. And wears a... Converse sneakers and a bow tie to every wedding he goes to and and probably gets pretty miffed that no one notices but everyone does notice they just won't say anything because you're that guy anyway um so I uh, uh um right I got a lot of money and um so it, it wrapped up it was still daylight when this whole party wrapped up and my poor mother had been cooking all day. She'd been setting up this party, just basking in her little man growing up. And the first thing I do, I come up to her and I look at my weary mother, who just put in all this work to make my day as awesome as it could. And I look at her beaming with pride at her young child. And I say, Mom, could we drive to Evansville to get a Sega Genesis? <laughs> so um, Sega Genesis is the coolest thing in the world. I watch Sonic cartoons every morning. I had a subscription to Sonic Comics, but I was sick of playing a Sega Genesis at my friend's house. I wanted to go into Evansville and get my own Sega Genesis. Mom said yes. And it was one of those things where she's like, yeah, I'll do it. But she was really mad about doing it. <laughs> and you can tell. And uh, God bless my mother. She is way better at hiding that than I am. Like, I will flat out tell my kids, I'll do it, but this is stupid. <laughs> um, I don't hammer it on them or anything. I just let them know, like, ugh, come on. But um, part of parenthood, part of the biggest part of parenthood is 
doing things you don't want to do. That's the biggest part of being an adult uh, because you know it's the right thing to do. You know it's better for them. And my mother would have completely been right to tell me no, but she didn't. She, I guess, wanted to make the day even special, more special, and I took advantage of that whether I knew I was doing it or not. Thank you so much, Mom, if you're listening. Anyway, we drive into a... We, we all get in the car, uh, me and her being all. My dad would not have been caught dead going to Evansville. It, we live in a really weird part. Uh, Evansville is a metropolitan area, probably about like 300,000 people, which I think the rest of America considers uh, a small town. <laughs> um, but here, that is a booming metropolis. That is absolutely, uh, may as well be Midtown Manhattan. Um, and where I lived at the time, way out in the country, um, that was probably, I think Evansville was like a 20-minute drive. So, yeah. Um, so, we, we get to Evansville. We get to Toys R Us. You guys remember Toys R Us? And this is the cool Toys R Us, like the 90s one, where you actually had like a grab a little tag, and you go up, and you show the uh, the checkout guy. And the checkout guy is like this really cool high schooler with long hair that was probably like, you know, probably, you know, like trying to pick up the girl that works in like stocking. And he's like, chill, baby, I gotta go, I gotta help this little kid. And he's like, what you need, little man? And I'm like, I need a Sega Genesis, sir. And I hand him the slip, and he's like, righteous, or something like that. And I was like, God, this guy's so cool. Like, He probably plays so many cool video games. Um, and he probably didn't play video games at all. He probably skateboarded and stole beers from his stepdad and like stuff like that. Um, you know, come to the, I don't remember him having a puka shell necklace, but man, I'd be... Uh, <laughs> If I was a betting man, I would I'd put twenty bones on that. <laughs> Easy, he, um, but so he he goes and he gets me my Sega Genesis and getting a console used to be like the coolest thing in the world, man. And I don't know if it's just that I've gotten older or it's not as cool anymore. It, it's so sterile now. Getting a new console, you open it up and you got everything like. I don't know. There's just something. There was something more magical. It felt like opening a chest in Zelda back then. You know, do 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 do. And that was not the jingle. I know the Zelda jingle. I'm a huge Zelda stan. Um, oh, that reminds me. You guys remember my collection uh, um, monologue I did a few days back? Uh, I actually found them. Uh, since we're sitting here in quarantine, I went and dug around and I found I have the Hyrule Historia, the Arts and Artifacts. And the uh, Legend of Zelda Encyclopedia, these three beautifully illustrated, beautiful hardback books that uh, Dark Horse put out. Absolutely gorgeous. They have interviews, they have like uh, concept art, they have everything you need to know about the universe of Zelda. They even have a timeline that Nintendo officially put together. If you're a collector, if you if you have a collector's mind, strongly suggest test te- um, bleh, checking these out. They're super cool. Anyway. Um, I unboxed this thing and used to have pack-in games. Gosh, that's so cool to have pack-in games. That's just a really sick concept to have in a uh, in a uh, console. Because, um, like, you open it up and you're ready to play. Now, of course, nowadays, of course, you have these, like, free-to-play games like Apex and stuff like that. But it's not the same. And, and anyway, so mine was Sonic the Hedgehog 2. One of my favorite games of all time still to this day. Um... I reread our uh, um, essential games for Rust Belt Millennials or 90s Millennials. I can't remember what we called it. <laughs> I read it a lot. It's sitting on my thing. Excellent, excellent uh, coffee table book. 
Um, we will put a link in there. Um, the title's just really long, and Don was the one who came up with it, because Don is much better with words than me, which you will understand when you read that book. Um, the uh, We'll put the link in the uh, description here. Awesome, awesome uh, title. I know I, I wrote it, so obviously I'm going to tell you I wrote I. It's awesome. But I think if you read it, you'll find some pretty you'll find pretty neat insight into a couple of games uh, that you grew up with. If if you indeed you grew up in the '90s, or you grew up like a '90s kid and you had your brother's old consoles <laughs> um, or your older sister's old consoles, I was the older brother, so thank God for older cousins. Well, um, I, I when you opened a console back then, it just felt like opening a new world and. I mean, they were 16-bit graphics, but, man, it looked realer back then. Um, I have an old Let's Play I started and never finished, and Adam's mad at me for, of uh, Secret of Mana. And he's super mad at me now because he has become a huge fan of the Of Mana series um, since this. Uh, he is currently chomping at the bit to play Trials of Mana, which came out um, last Friday. But... I talk a lot about this, and 16-bit graphics could convey so much personality. So much personality. We can make games look realer, and there is a personality to graphics still. There absolutely is, and I love modern graphics. I, I have taken more screenshots of Final Fantasy VII Remake than I probably have of any other game I've ever played in my life. But there was a lot of character to those 16-bit graphics, man. They put a lot of oomph in them. Uh, hats off. I, I always have respect for people who do more with less. Always have a ton of respect. But, um, and that's, and I just remember uh, every time I bring this story up to my mom, which I just recently did the other day because I want to talk to you guys about it and I wanted to get a fresher perspective on it. She reminded me a lot of things, but one of the things she reminded me of that I forgot about and she hasn't brought up often since. And that was how happy it made me to play that as much as it did. Normally when you get a large sum of money, and if your parent is merciful enough and magnanimous enough to let you do with that what you will, I'm not saying that good parents make you save it because that implies that a parent that would let you do as you will is a bad parent. But if the parent is lenient enough, I suppose, and I use that term loosely because I don't want to imply that leniency is bad or anything, um... I just dusted. Calm down. It's not. It's not the virus. I just dusted. But um, there's a big fear that you that you'll blow it. You're a kid. You don't have very good impulse control. And something my mother has said is that looking at what these things mean to me now, she doesn't feel like I wasted the money when I did that. And my mother graduated high school in 1981 she was born in 1963 she grew she was a 70s kid guys for those of us whose parents grew up in the 70s they don't understand video games that well i think that's something all millennials have in common is our parents understood almost none of our hobbies sports was the only hobby that made any sense to them for boys and hanging out was the only hobby that made any sense to them with girls that's just all there is to it my parents to this day don't understand video games. They don't get it. They've always tried to be magnanimous about it, but they don't get it. 
So it meant a lot for her to tell me that she doesn't feel like I wasted it, that she doesn't feel like I've wasted all this time playing video games because I think she sees it, you know? Like, no one would tell you after you spent four hours reading a book that you wasted that time. And I think that's, uh... It's giving me a good idea for another monologue, and that's just a good feeling, you know? So, guys, spend the rest of your day uh, doing something important. Go play a video game.